Brian and Tony, a very warm welcome to Rally Street. It's really lovely to have you have you guys here with us. We've been planning this for a little while. We got delayed at one stage, so it's uh, extra special that we can have you here this morning. I'll, I'll get you guys to introduce yourselves. Could you both introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get involved in this work? I'm going to let Tony go first. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, my name's Tony. Um, lovely to be here. It's an honour to see all your lovely faces. Um, so yeah, I have always um, had a Christian focus in my employ, um, and so um, it was really an act of obedience really, and sometimes um, it's just blind obedience with me, um, and so it just worked out and God really just put it on my heart to work with child rescue and that's how I ended up doing it. Um, I was working in IT. Um, and I would audit um, IT systems for NGOs. Um, I've been doing that for a few years um, and just to help improve their systems and work for ministries. Um, and um, I knew Brian from having worked with my wife at, my wife at um, Rima Media. And so we, we'd been friends for a number of years. Um, 
and Brian said, would I like to have a look at their systems and just help them with some technical um, uh, things? <laughs> and so I did, but we en ended up, um, he ended up, Brian ended up giving me a job offer, um, and I just realised it was, a, I just had this realisation it was a God moment. Um, and so as I have been working with Child Rescue, I've actually fallen in love with what the organisation does, um, and, and the team are very cohesive and, um, and amazing, they have a very solid vision um, and, and, and work together really well with a sort of a central vision for um, rescuing children. Thanks Rally Street, it's great to be here. Um, thank you Jeremy for being so highly organised and so gracious. Um, by the way Celeste, you rock, well done. Um, it just about un undid me at the time. I'm, I'm glad I'm in church because I can answer that question by saying it this way. Um, God put me here and he knew what he was doing at the time, even though it took me about two years to kind of figure it out, um, that this was actually a direct uh, answer to prayer. I'm a bit slow, that's my excuse. Um, uh, I didn't actually realise that I was here or am here because I typed the word rescue into Google about two years before I got the job and then forgot about it. Um, but when it was advertised, he kept on prompting me. The Holy Spirit said to me, put your application and put your application in. And finally, after some reserve, I, I gave in. I think it's more important actually to talk about why I remain here. Um, if you go to Isaiah 59... I think there are a couple of uh, verses in there where God talks about how displeased he was that there was nobody to intervene, that there was no justice. I went to a conference one time and I saw a speaker with a T-shirt on and it had just one word. It said, intervene. And I realised, that's me. Hey, thanks, Brian. Brian, in that video, we, hear, we, we read um, this over one million are held in fa some form of slavery. And I guess when we hear something like that, it feels overwhelming to us to read about it and wonder where you kind of start. But I wonder for you guys, how, how do you stay motivated in the face of such an overwhelming number and challenge? I think that we have a unique perspective. Um, for those of you who didn't already know, Child Rescue is connected with an organisation called Destiny Rescue, nothing to do with the church, by the way. Um, and we have quite a large organisation. There are about 250 people, and they are working across three continents. And we have, in the time that we've been rescuing seriously, um, rescued somewhere between about 13 and 14,000. So we... We have quite a substantial goal every year. It's increasing every year. So our impact on the um, human trafficking industry is, is actually quite strong. Um, and I'm encouraged by a number of things. Um, first of all, the, there's the passion of the people who work front line. It's my privilege to be able to recognise people who are quite extraordinary. And those of you who come to the second session will hear one of our rescue agents say, we won't stop. We will not stop. <sighs> Sorry, still gets me. Um, and, uh, until we win. 
I was also encouraged by the fact that uh, when I was invited to an online conference two or three years ago, um, there were 10 presenters per day for 10 days from different organisations who, who were all bringing their own perspective to human trafficking. So we're not the only organisation that's involved. And despite the size of this scourge, um, there are a lot of people around the world who are very, very concerned about it and determined to do something about it. Uh, we have a responsibility to represent all of those people. There are thousands of them and we're one of the channels. Um, and I remember sitting in a hotel room at one time when I had been in Thailand and I said to God, what do I do this, do with this? And he just said, don't turn away. I know the, the numbers seem overwhelming and, um, and I, I guess, you know, when I do think too much about the problem and, and I think when I first started in, in, in the work, um, I really sort of blocked it out really. Um, it was al almost too much for me to, you know, to face and, and especially when you hear the stories of, of, of the raids and, and, um, and also the, the trauma that, that the children and the girls have been through and how, how do they navigate out of that trauma, which is, you know, quite a, a thing in itself. Um, but is the metaphor that sort of has come to me for a while now is, is just the, the story of the, um, the, the little boy in the beach where um, thousands of starfish have washed up on, on the seashore. And he turns around to his dad and says, how can we save all the starfish? And, and the dad says, just throw one back into the sea at a time. Hello. Thanks, guys. That's, that's encouraging in that sense of you feel like you're making a difference and there's all these other ones in there and there's a determination to win. Brian, could you tell us a little bit, where, where are the main territories that you are doing rescues from? So I mentioned before that we're across uh, three continents. So collectively, um, that's all of the um, funding nations uh, supporting operations in, uh, in Uganda, Kenya, Zimbabwe, and there probably will be more African nations who will actually um, join with us. Uh, we also operate in Philippines, Cambodia, Thailand, um, three countries that I'm not allowed to talk about for security reasons, we call them undisclosed nations, and, and also in Central America, and if you've been watching our website and our Facebook pages, you will see that there is a brand new story about a rescue in the Dominican Republic. Tony, in the, in the video, you, you see these terms, undercover agents and raids, what does that tell us about the nature of the work that you, you do? Sure. So, so the agents that, that, that go in um, really are highly trained um, because it's an extremely dangerous situation because the gangs that actually um, enslave, the, enslave the girls mostly um, are very violent. Um, and so if, if the undercover agents went in there and they even had a sniff that they were out there to... Um, stop the work that the gangs were perpetrating, then they would they would get killed. Um, so so the, the agents have to have a certain um, I guess fortitude about them, a certain skill set. Um, they've got to be committed to what they're doing. They can't be burnt out. Um, um, they need to appear to be very natural. Um, so it's very dangerous work. Um, so really, the agents um, are really putting their lives at risk. So that's in one scenario. 
Um, there's, there's different methods of rescuing. There's border interception as well, um, where locals are trained to, to spot where something's off when, when children are being sort of groomed and tricked through social media or, or, or random phone calls or text messages to the promise of a better life when they live in extreme poverty. So that's a different scenario. Um, but yeah, also some of the um, um, s some of our team will um, train local law enforcement agencies um, to give them expertise in these areas, etc. As well, so there's different scenarios and different ways. Yeah, but I mean we're talking large organised groups that are that are causing and making this happen, aren't we? Yes, that's right. The gangs, basically, L large gangs. Yeah, for the sole purpose of making money and, and um, enslaving children. Well, Brian, uh, um, talked to you in there that m many of these ones who are trapped in slavery have vulnerabilities that make them prone to this exploitation. How, how do you address the needs of these individuals who, have, who, who you are rescuing? I think you find that the common factor in all of these countries is uh, relentless poverty. So that, that's the baseline. Um, so we also have situations where um, young women, uh, girls, um, sometimes young men are, are preyed upon because they need to earn an income. So there's probably two parts to that question. That's you know a very sort of quick summary of the, of the first part. The second part is that we start out with an individual assessment of each uh, survivor. So the organisation puts together what it calls a freedom plan for every person. And whilst um, the circumstances and the laws in different territories uh, vary quite a lot, the, the freedom plans can look similar. Depends on what we're allowed to do in that particular country. To, to illustrate, the Philippines has actually very good social work programmes. Um, and we're not allowed to take the young people into our care for very long. Um, I've seen uh, the results of what they do on video and they actually handle it very well. But we have also, um, as part of those freedom plans, um, several international standards and one of them is that we want to share the gospel with at least 80% of the survivors. We also want to put at least 80% through um, trauma-informed resilience training. And to do that, we actually use uh, programs that have been put together by um, a clinical psychologist, and his name is Dr. Robbie Sonderegger. If you follow Shine TV, you will see him and his wife um, doing some programs on it. Um, he used to work with African child soldiers so he has quite a lot of experience in this trauma work so we try and put uh, all of our survivors through that um, and staff in different countries and volunteers are, are trained in that work we have uh, the desire to actually keep in touch with all of the people that we've rescued because we don't want them to go back in fact our mission statement says that we rescue children from exploitation and human slavery and help them to stay free. So we have a minimum standard and that is that their caseworker keeps in touch with the individual for at least two years after they've been rescued. Um, and they walk alongside them because there are various things that 
we have organised for the only people, and in some countries that's on-the-job training, um, because we know that you know people need a better economic solution than what they've just come from. There is also uh, the partnership with, or partnerships plural, with different organisations where we have a partnership. Um, and some of those children are obviously too young to work, um, so they need to be in a stable situation where it is safe. Now sometimes that is back actually with the family. Um, safety is a big qualifier. Uh, um, we can't always uh, organise that for them. So. There are times when we have to organise residential care in some countries um, that's not with the families. So that's kind of just a quick overview. There's a lot more to it than that. One of, one of the things I've loved in chatting to you, Brian, is when we talk about that, the, the detail and thought that you are putting into thinking this is a, a long-term path to freedom that you're wanting. And um, it's one of the things I really appreciate about what you guys do. Tony, I've, I come to you. I, I want. Could you answer the question, how does your... How does your Christian faith shape your call and activity in this work? Yeah, so, um, I mean, just briefly, um, for me personally, um, when I was first a believer um, in, in sort of the early years of my life, I worked in evangelism for um, about 10 years. And so in, in that time, I had a real sense of God's love for, for, for people that weren't saved, you know, that weren't in the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and that was a season. Um, so more, more recently, working with Child Rescue, um, and, and the thing that really does um, th thrill me is, is that uh, Child Rescue um, have sort of a mandate that we want to share the gospel with every single um, child that's, that's, that's saved from slavery. Um, in, in some countries that's not possible because of the laws, because of um, restrictions and things like that. But as Brian just said, 80% um, do have the gospel shared. So, so for me personally, my um, kind of love for people to hear the good news um, of Jesus Christ and rescuing children from the intense pain of slavery and abuse, like there are two things, you know, one, one is being rescued from a, 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 I can't imagine how terrible it is, and, and sometimes I don't want to face it, it's just so horrendous, and coming into the glory of God and his freedom and his joy. So for me it's kind of been a journey, but um, I think the work of child rescue is, um, you know, twofold. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Tony. Brian, as people deeply involved in this cause, what do you believe are the most effective ways for communities and individuals to help combat human trafficking and support victims? Start with prayer. I, d I don't say that lightly. Um, in fact, um, our organisation has a, a group of intercessors that I email privately, so that if you are a prayer warrior um, and you want to be part of that, um, come and talk to me and we'll, we'll add you to the, the email list. Um, we really need to recognise that we are in a spiritual battle with this, um, and not only are the people who are being exploited being attacked by the enemy, but we are too. Um, so it's, it's very important that we are kind of united. Incidentally, if you guys didn't already know, um, how many REMA people here are there? People who follow REMA in one way or another. REMA sends out a prayer warrior uh, newsletter. Anybody here receive that or familiar with that? 
guess who writes it? <laughs> Tony's wife. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I come from, from that background. But, but moving on in terms of communication, there, there's a lot that people can actually do. Um, if you haven't already heard, there's going to be a very powerful movie out in, um, in August, which comes from Hollywood Studios, and I hear about it every day. And the reason that I'm talking about it is that on our website and our social media pages, there's an enormous amount of material that you can share with other people that you know. And we're going to talk a little bit um, in the second session about some of our documentaries. So one of the things that you can do is to actually go on our website or on Shine TV's site and watch some of those documentaries because they are extremely informative. They are totally factual. There are, there's no fictionalization or dramatization in them. So doing that is important. I think also um, sharing with other people in, in church and opening the doors to us um, for speaking opportunities to other groups of people is actually a really, really good way of sharing. And there are practical ways in, in which you, you can help. And I understand the church has already um, had an appeal for us and thank you for that because it, it does make a huge difference. Um, there are other ways that people can do that. They can individually fundraise and if they're interested in that, they, they can talk to us, it's important. Um, Sometimes in, in some uh, churches, and I'm not suggesting that this is, should necessarily happen here, but we do have youth groups who uh, are very interested in, in, in this work because young people um, have frequently a, a really strong passion for social justice, which is a great thing. Um, and just to, just to round off something that Jeremy asked before, we're actually all called, um, if, if you read, the Bible to oppose slavery and um, if you want to know the script, scriptural basis for that um, I have a set of scriptures which is very reliable you can come and grab it off the table after afterwards and I know it's reliable because the Salvation Army put it together it's the international positional statement on human trafficking and slavery um, I borrowed it but I'm allowed to because I used to work there Tony, is there anything you want to add about how people could stay informed about ongoing efforts to combat slavery and support your work? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm, I wholeheartedly agree with Brian on the first point of prayer. Um, and it's something God's been speaking to me about lately is just how important prayer is to support child rescue. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, our website has blogs um, all the time. Uh, Facebook. Um, we have a newsletter that if you'd like to sign up for, we send about one newsletter every month, one or two every month. Um, that's a great way to stay in touch. We'll send, we'll send the information out to you. Um, as Brian said, Shine TV has a couple of documentaries and um, we, have, we, have, we have documentaries on our website. We have a video library, we have documentaries, but we also have a lot of small videos and, uh, for, different, um, for different reasons and different, different subjects as well. So um, there, there's, there's quite a list of videos we have on our website. Um, Give us, a, give us a phone call. We've got an 800 number. Yep. Now, you had a couple of pictures here on the PowerPoint. Do you guys want to Yeah, to yeah. If we could just... Um, <coughs> okay. I, I'll just move through this quickly. Um, oh, just if we can just pause there. So this is Tony Kuhn. Um, Tony Kerwin, as I was talking to somebody outside, um, I was trying to pass him off as a North Waikato person, but I was told, no, 
He was born in Pukekohe, and that makes him from Auckland. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, he moved to Australia as the son of a pastor, by the way, and a, and a, and a tradesman. Um, and he's very kind of Aussie, but we've, we've forgiven him for that. Um, lives in northern Thailand now and directs uh, operations from there and heads a, a growing organisation of people who are really uh, committed to the cause. And that's one of his quotes, dare to enter the darkness and pull a child into the light, or to pull a child into the light. Um, we'll be talking a little bit more about him in, in the second session, if I can just have the next slide. Okay, so this goes back to my beginning in the organisation, this comment that he made. And I was about to be appointed and we were having, back in those days, a Skype call. And he said to me, do you have any questions? And I said, yes just one. I said, you are obviously very resilient. What keeps you going? A bit like Jeremy's questions, and how does that play out into your relationship with God? And I, I don't remember the first thing he said, but he kind of said, I, I don't think I can make this into a major spiritual message for you, Brian, but he said, it is my father's heart. I have three daughters, and if any of them were trapped in a situation where they were being abused and exploited, he said, I would do anything to get them out. But Brian, the difference is for many of these kids, their dads are not coming. And that statement reverberated around in me and still does. Um, I'll be talking a little bit about this um, in the next session. This is a shot of a street in Pattaya, Thailand, one of the hotspots for trafficking. Um, it's known as Walking Street, and you can see people walking there. There are no vehicles. Anybody been there, by the way? Anybody traveled in Thailand? Yes, I can see a hand up there. Yeah, some other hands there. You might be aware of some of the things that uh, we, we, we'll talk about later. Um, incidentally, I mentioned to Jeremy this morning that um, in that street there, there was a famous incident. Um, there's a song by the Irish band Blue Tree, and Chris Tomlin covered it later on, and it's the one that says, you're the God of the city, you're the God of these people. Greater things are yet to be done here. If you're familiar with that song, that's where it comes from. Um, and they actually jammed that in a bar that was called the Climax Bar in, uh, in, in that city. So it, that street actually is very significant, um, not only musically, but for me in terms of my own personal experience as well. Uh, Zoe's going to come up and, and, and end your service and, and pray in a second, but I just wanted to say a couple of a couple of things. Um, firstly, uh, there's a stall out there with a whole lot of things that would have been made by um, uh, children who have been rescued, and so I'd encourage you to go out there and, and buy some things with that. Um, uh, please come and join them. It would be very encouraging for these guys if you come out to the elective and hear stories, and they'll be very powerful stories. Um, but come out there and listen and encourage. I think a big part of what you guys are doing is, 
is raising awareness, letting people know, we kind of know about this, but it can sit in a distance from us. And yet I think there's a call for us to be aware and involved. Mm. And But I just want to say one last thing. Um, like, uh, we know from talking to you guys, there's men and women involved in the exploitation side of it and also in the rescuing side of it. Mm. But we know a lot of this is driven by the dark side of masculinity. Mm. Mm. And I just want to honour you guys. Thank um, you. It's the beautiful side of masculinity. I would say Thank yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, you will actually Thanks, find that uh, one of my colleagues from the United States in a clip that we uh, run in the other session says exactly that. He says, it's the beautiful part of this that gets me. Well, bless you guys. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Zoe. Thanks, Jeremy. Father, creator of all life, you know each of us by name and you call us your beloved. Merciful Father, author of justice, God who understands and sits with those who suffer, the cries of your children call out to you. How long, O oh God? How long, O oh Lord, must the call for help, must they call for help to you, but you do not listen, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? How long, O oh Lord, until there is freedom for those who cry out? We join with the prophets of the past and the present who raise up their voices and lament. We lament with the millions who cry out how long as they suffer from torture and abuse at the hands of their traffickers. We lament with those in chronic pain, in deep grief, in addiction, and who suffer under oppression. We lament our failure to hear. We lament our failure to intervene. O oh Christ, we confess that we have looked away. We have not looked to the margins of our world to the vulnerable, to the victims. We have stored up treasures for ourselves and turned a blind eye to children trapped in darkness. But Father, today we are reminded, awaken us, Father. Christ, have mercy. Holy Spirit, move in and through us now. Search the corners of our hearts and show us how to walk with you as you move in and bring hope to those in darkness. We rejoice with all the survivors who are being freed from the bonds of human trafficking. We praise you, God. We rejoice for all those who have given their lives to join you, Lord, in the darkest of places of the world, to bring your freedom to the vulnerable like child rescue. We praise you, God. We rejoice that we can join you there too. We can join you as you intervene. We praise you, God. God of power and possibility. God of light and love. God of hope and resurrection. God of presence and grace. 
Create in us the imagination of a new humanity. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. O God of justice and mercy, God of the suffering, we entrust to you our heartache, our prayers, our questions, the commitment stirring in our hearts and our hope. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.